deck just for later. So you have the don't have a horror movie on deck. I feel like yeah. if you're not talking about horror movies on Monday, what are you talking about? Bills, work. Ugh. If you have school age children, you're dealing with public school. Ugh. You know what's funny is like. I used to think that Monday was just an extension of Sunday, but Garfield's right. Sometimes you can encounter a Monday of Mondays, and that is a horror film in itself. Like, what if you have, like, your worst-case scenario stuff? Would it be, like, a Home Alone sequel, or would it actually turn into a horror film? I mean, there's some, there's some, there's some meat on the bones to expand that into a real movie, David. Like, the Monday of Mondays. Like, what's the worst Monday? I, I, now I want to go Google, are there horror movies about Mondays, about bad Mondays? I mean, because there's like, I mean, there's movies for everything. You can call it Monday Monday. You can call it, uh, you just call it the worst Monday. That, that could work. Case of the Mondays. <laughs> Case of the Mondays. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. I feel like this monstrous theme that you turned in for this year's Summer Slash is going to make sure that we like oversell and way under deliver <laughs> with this year's Ratchet War movies. So, like, oh, we can never compete with the theme. Uh, we watched a time travel type horror movie this week. And so I was wondering what other time travel horror movies are there? There's time after. Is it time after time? Uh, yeah, that's the one with uh, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen that. <laughs> There's Army of Darkness, which is also, I think, sometimes referred to as the Medieval Dead, but it's like the third in the Evil Dead movies. Then yeah. Waxworks 2 is about time. There's True. Triangle, which is about the Bermuda Triangle, which is cool. Um, What else is there? Donnie Darko. Mm. Um, okay. I'd say Time Cop, but that's not really. No. Nah. <laughs> I got notes here. I can't read them. I wrote something next to Dunn and Garko that's up. Oh, Butterfly Effect. Can't forget Butterfly Effect and its horrible sequels. Um, if you don't know Ashton Kutcher from the 70s show or replacing Charlie Sheen on Two and a Half Men, you might know him from this Butterfly Effect movie. <laughs> when was the last time you've seen that? What? Never. Butterfly Effect? Yeah. Oh, write that down. Okay. It's on the Jordan list. Has- <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm trying to say because I watched it recently within the last few years and it does not hold up quite as well as it did. Oh, I'm sure the special effects are cheesy because it's like CGI generation one, like early 90s CGI, right? More like or the like writing. Early 2000s. Like the writing and directing is something to look forward to. It's interesting. It's like a time capsule of like the early 2000s. Uh, it hasn't yeah. aged with the culture, I guess, huh? Um there's also Trancers, which I've been pushing Dave to watch forever, and he wants to avoid like the plague. It's a horror. What are you talking about? I've seen them all. 
You've seen all the transfers? Yes, that? I've even seen the one that didn't even have the guy. It was a woman transfer. Oh, when he's in his daughter's body. Yeah, I can't. This is like a body-swapping horror movie series. I thought we've had this discussion before. The, the time travel in transfers is a really good idea. Jordan, so you can travel back and forth, but it has to be a member of your family. Like, it's your bloodline. So, like, you would leap into, like, Quantum Loop style. <laughs> like, you would travel into somebody else's life. That's in your in your bloodline or whatever, like so your descendants or whatever, right? Or your predecessors, just back and forth across the yeah. timeline. Well, it's interesting. Um, the very first one has like a, a very young unknown Helen Hunt before like her Oscar and Mad About You and everything. Yeah, she's like in the first two transfers. But so yeah, basically, there's like, a, there's like a future cop. Not to be confused with another movie called Time Cop, but they they call there's these mutants which are kind of like zombies, but they call them transfers because. They take over people's bodies, but they're not they're not the bloodline, so they like they mutate. Like if it's not you know what I mean? If it's you don't do it the right way, then like all oh, hell breaks loose. So tonight's movie is transfers. No, just <laughs> I spent all night talking about that. I love it. I could yeah. I should have been on the marketing team. Wasn't alive, but if I was. Um Welcome to Summer Slash Four. It's the fourth summer out with these horror movies. Last week, what did we watch, David? Uh, Neon Maniacs. Yeah. Underrated 1980s horror classic. The ending let us down, but you know what? For 90 minutes, it's a good ride. I was looking on YouTube. Other people are kind of celebrating it, too. And so I was like, oh, yeah. So maybe there is a little bit of a little cult like mm-hmm. excitement over it. Maybe some people <laughs> enjoying it. I, I'm, I'm of the mind it's appropriately, appropriately rated. <laughs> not mm. over, not under. I think it's just right where it needs to be. <laughs> Speaking of other time travel horror movies, the director of Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You, Christopher Landon, is going to do the Arachnophobia remake. Jordan, have you seen the original Arachnophobia? No. I don't Well, I'm sure it's been on, like, while I've watched bits and pieces, but not the full thing. So definitely we'll have to peep it. Yeah. um, It's it's actually, I I haven't seen it in years, but images in that movie will never leave my head especially if you have a spider well you know like the movie oh. uh, says arachnophobia <laughs> spiders. yeah oh my God. i definitely am like spiders are a no-go for me i will touch snakes i will touch i will wrestle a freaking crocodile but i will not go near a spider so one of the most disturbing things is the lady's eating her popcorn and the spider's oh. crawling across the popcorn bowl and then it like gets in her mouth yeah i no, was no, at no, the no, pool this weekend and there was one down at the bottom of the pool and i know it's dead but it looked oh. so big from above the ground. Mm. And I'm just, I was like, I'm not going in there. I am not going in that water. Oh, <laughs> Should I tell her now or later, David? Spiders can swim. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> actually, they just said the scientific study that says they can produce electrical currents and actually fly through the air the length of a football field. So they don't even have to why? use their webs. No. <laughs> like, why? Because <laughs> they are. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I freaking hate, I mean I don't I'm not genuinely arachnophobic but I really do hate spiders. They're oh, up damn. there and things that I don't like very much so I feel that. Having said that, yeah, hey, I like those death day movies and um hmm. freaky so I'll, yeah. And, and arachnophobia is a great movie but it's not untouchable. Like it doesn't feel like so sacred that you can't do a remake and like just let it be. Yeah, because it's just a spider movie. The spiders attacking people. Is your skin crawling yet? Because it will be. I look at although, Jordan. Although I do want a, a John Candy, or not John Candy, although that would be great if you could resurrect John Candy for this. But uh, 
John Goodman. John Goodman. I mean, John, he played the yeah. He plays an exterminator in the original, and he's really funny. He's like the local guy who's like overwhelmed, and they have like specialists played by some other horror movie uh, aficionados. Like they got um, Julian Sands who plays the warlock from the Warlock movies, and he's been in some other horror movies. He's like well known. He's like the specialist spider guy, you know, mm-hmm. who studies them and gives them information. I like John Goodman, so I'll definitely have to watch it. And I can't believe you said you like Happy Death Day. It makes me want to watch it now, Dave. We covered all that. We covered Freaky and Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to you last year. And like, honestly, those are some of like the most inventive horror movies that have come out in a really long time. Like, my problem with this year's lineup is I've seen all the slasher movies, and all the new ones are are clones of the ones that have already been done twenty five years ago. And so, it's like, what is it even interesting to me? That's like when we were talking about like turning cartoon characters into nightmare things on screen that's more interesting than some of these other movies because they're just <laughs> all the same um dave saw one recently that i just almost put on the list called dash cam it's a brand new movie rob savage and bloomhouse kicked out this found footage horror movie that kind of reminds me of spree which we also covered last year for the marathon but um i don't know dave since i brought it up as a headline if you want to drop like your two sentence version of like your opinion on that movie um, I mean, it is actually one of the better found footage movies I've seen lately. Um, just go in knowing that you're going to hate the main character. It's kind of the point, but it it is like gritting your teeth bad. I mean, and the character, like you just want to, whatever's coming to her, you want to come to her because she's just that annoying. Um, <laughs> but it does have a lot of jump scares and a lot of gore. I wasn't expecting. I, I didn't know what to expect. I've just heard a lot of buzz around it, and I kind of went in semi-blind, and I, I was pretty impressed. Um, huh. Just don't expect answers going into it either. It is a true found footage. Like, here it is. Figure out on your own what happened. The one last news story I wanted to bring up was TNT Horror Block. It's got new Tales from the Crypt coming out, and they're going to reinvent the Crypt Keeper, whatever that means. I don't know if that means it's going to be a human character, a female Crypt Keeper, a robot. I mean, I don't know what the, that means exactly. Uh, an alien? Who knows? I mean, the Crypt Keeper is like a reanimated corpse, or failing that, a skeleton that, that just tells you scary stories. Um, Hire Steve Buscemi, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> but it's coming from M. Night Shalomon, so... Or Shalomane. Sorry if I'm butchering your name, but... Uh, I mean, he's hit or miss. I mean, flip a coin. Like He either does really well with scary stuff, or it's... Atrocious. Yeah, but I mean, so. he's just going to executive produce. I mean, the original movie, or excuse me, the original TV show was um, a bunch of like big hitter well, movie guys that just like let other people like here go make stories out of these comic books. If you do that, then you know you won't worry about Shyamalan ruining something. Oh, you mean if he brings in all the horror people? Like if he yeah. brings in, like I'm sure he's going to direct an episode or two. But I mean, like for the most part, it's probably going to be like young talent or old vets <laughs> or a mixture of both. Well, supposedly they already shot a pilot or something. Somebody was telling me they already had footage of like what they wanted to do, and they shelved it. I don't know what. Why they well, there was like show. something because um, this was supposed to come out like four or five years ago. He he had this project going, and I think there was like some problem with the rights to the uh, to the show or to the Tales from the Crypt name because you can't you can only buy it on DVD at this point. It's not available digital anywhere. You can't stream it on Netflix. You can't buy it on Vudu. Hmm. It has no digital presence other than buying the physical DVDs because of rights issues well, there you go you got your dangerous facts right up front <laughs> actually it has nothing to do with tonight's movie tonight's movie what is it uh time crimes a man accidentally gets into a time machine and travels back in time nearly an hour 
finding himself will be the first of a series of disasters of unforeseeable consequences. <laughs> now Dave's going to drop in with some deadly details after he does his uh, Count Chocula voice. <laughs> one fact. Uh, uh, um, so uh, at one point, David Cronenberg was actually attached to do an English language remake um, with uh, Children of Men writer Timothy J. Sexton. Of course, mm. nothing has come of that as of yet. That have been um, a wild movie. Oh, yeah. It would have been very different. Um, Maverick himself, Tom Cruise, was actually attached to star in a, in a remake at one point as well. Um, I, I, I scrubbed up and down. I could not find a picture, but apparently the director Nacho, uh, Vigilando, uh, recently directed three episodes of our flag meets death means death. And he was in one of the episodes as a character named El Capitan, uh, but I could not find him. Um, he, uh, he, Nacho, the director stated that, uh, the story for time crimes was inspired by a story in the comic book, 2000 AD, a story called Chronocops, written by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. Um, I feel like Alan Moore came up last episode, actually, for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. Um, so the girl in the forest, I didn't catch this on the first viewing, but uh, the girl in the forest is wearing a shirt depicting Schrodinger's cat. Uh, just to sum that up very briefly, this is a theory that if you place a cat in something deadly in a box, you will not know the result until you open it. So while it's closed, it's both dead and alive in theory. Um, we're not going to get too deep into that theory because you can go on. It's and on quantum and physics. Yeah. So in a quantum state, it's alive and dead at the same time, but then reality chooses whether it's dead or alive, like by some variable, which would be, as Dave said, what's ever in the box? The spider. Yeah. The spider that bites you. Not the cat. Poison tuna fish. I don't know. (laughs) What else you got, Dave? That that was all the facts, Jack. Oh, dang. All right. We'll be back after some messages. We have a new sponsor this summer that I want to tell you about. It's Diet Smoke. If you visit dietsmoke.com and you punch in our promo code BINGEWATCHERS, you'll get 20% off their Diet Smoke THC gummies. Now, I got very excited the other day. A package showed up. A pretty little pink package. I opened it. It was watermelon-flavored gummies. Watermelon is like one of my favorite flavors. I got so excited, I popped three. I was going to sit down to watch this cartoon movie about chipmunks. While also doing work for the podcast, I had to pivot and watch these interviews. Now, I felt like suddenly it was me, myself, and I, mind, body, spirit, watching these movies. Because as it turns out, Diet Smoke provides you with the best way to make movies even better. And it really was like that. I felt like I was taking a ride on like the Yellow Submarine to attend Willy Wonka's birthday party. Willy Wonka's birthday party, okay? Now, most customers are going to report that the gummies are going to help them relax in the evening or unwind. It actually is better than alcohol to just relax and unwind. It gives you the perfect high because it's formulated. It's not too strong. It's just right. It's the right buzz every time. The signature gummies are actually optimized with Delta 8 hemp-derived THC. That's how they managed to perfect the feeling that I had the other day, the ultimate manageable high. I'm getting excited because I like the product. It's actually infused with 10 milligrams of American-made hemp-derived Delta 8 THC. American-made, baby. All of the Diet Smoke gummies are third-party lab-tested to ensure quality for all the batches. The gummies come in two delicious flavors, blue raspberry and watermelon. You don't need a medical card or a license to get Diet Smoke, as it's 100% legal THC. If you're not 100% satisfied, Diet Smoke will give you your money back, no questions asked. For a limited time only, Diet Smoke is extending this special offer to our listeners. You can use our promo code, 
binge watchers at checkout. You'll get 20% off your entire order. Go to dietsmoke.com, punch in that promo code binge watchers for 20% off. That's dietsmoke.com, promo code binge watchers for 20% off the Diet Smoke THC gummies. If you read the FAQ, it says take like a half a gummy. If you're experienced, take a whole gummy. So do I recommend you have a movie party, a watch party, like Johnny Spoiler here? Not necessarily. But you're going to enjoy the gummies nonetheless. So get over to dietsmoke.com, promo code BingeWatchers, for 20% off their Diet Smoke THC gummies. The zombie thriller Unhuman is now available on digital and on demand. When a high school field trip goes bloody awry, the students' trust in each other is tested to the limit in a brutal, horrifying fight for survival. Buy or rent Unhuman and watch it today, unrated from Paramount Pictures. And now, back to the podcast already in progress. We had a gummy. We had a gummy ad. Yeah, we're doing the bits. We had a gummy ad on the show again, and it still entertained Jordan for the second time she heard it. That impresses me. Oh Oh my god, I loved it. (laughs) Willy Wonka birthday party. I'm like, that was so good. Uh, (laughs) No, seriously, I like. I'm like, this ad's dope. Uh, yeah. I want some okay. watermelon candy. Good. Hopefully, we're moving some gummy products. All right. I just like it's such a vivid picture of like you, mind, body, and spirit, like having a conversation in a room, like Whoa. with three different versions of you. So, uh, <laughs> good, stuff. good stuff. All right. Well, okay. I've got a bone pick with the title of our bit right now because mm. it says favorite kills, and there's technically like really only one in this movie. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I guess it's all our favorite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's everyone's favorite. But I could tell you like my favorite part of the movie if you want. Whatever you got for your favorites, let's hear it. Okay. Well, I just the 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 concept of the movie I think is really cool. It did, really didn't do it for me this time, but uh mm. I really like loved the moment of when the bandaged man or if you want to call him whatever heck number Hector when Hector yeah, 3. <laughs> Hector, he three. Hector 3. He's got the big bandages and he just turns around and does the goggles. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just lost it. Uh I thought that was good, but movie started off in a way where I just was like a little creeped out in a in a like not a great way and i was like i don't know if i'm gonna like this movie it did get better for me just with like concept of the time travel and going back but yeah that's how i feel about it what about you dave um yeah i'm kind of in the same dilemma as to what to choose a favorite kill um so i guess i'll john can expand (laughs) um the hector 2 or i think it's hector 2 at the time or again uh, we can discuss more later but um somebody he kills his actual wife and you're just like you know, um, one of one of a few like what the hell moments. Um, uh, but yeah, and then if I remember right, I, I did not go back and rewind because the image kind of burned bad in my head. But like her, it appeared her neck turned all the way around, became like a corkscrew. Or am I imagining that? Uh, just broken bones and broken, broken, broken. Broken bones inside of her neck. Oh, you can see it through that, the skin. Ooh, I you know, like realistic. Like 
Yeah, like realistic gore or realistic, like, you know, if you see somebody break their leg in a movie and they, like, decide to, like, just go a little too realistic. Well, so they, they I mean, they hit like, it, but they hit it perfectly. It was well-timed and well-done, so it's horrifying. Oh, it so, is. Yeah, I mean, it's credits due. That's why, like, I didn't go back and rewatch it. In my mind, it looked like it corkscrewed, but it freaked me out too much where I'm like, I'm just going to let that lay in my memory. <laughs> mm. Uh, I, I I think it's Hector three because Hector three is the one that starts making really bad decisions, and the bandit the bandage is completely blood soaked at that point. Like Hector right. two is when the bandage is still pink, not like he hasn't bled fully through the bandage. Um, well, I thought Hector three was the one who ended up getting in like second car crash, and his face was like all mangled, right? And then I don't know, it's so and he. Yeah, he's the one that crashed back. into the car that caused him to have to wrap his fa- face. Or was that yeah, too? It's... It's, I don't know. There's <laughs> that's that's the kind they of call, great... they're calling Hector one before he gets in the machine. Hector two is following him through the machine, the first ride. Then the second machine is Hector three. H- Hector three does most of all the devious stuff, and then essentially you might have Hector four by the time he finally sits down in his lawn chair. The problem is. They're in a casual loop, like, like the the. I mean, the custodian or janitor that's playing around with the time machine is basically trying to tell the guy, like, "Hey, man, no matter what you do, you're gonna keep doing the same shit. You've talked to me three different times. Like, nothing's gonna get better, bro. Well, so what terrible thing did you do? Because we're gonna be here all day. We already have been here all day. Um, I mean, I wrote down. I thought I thought there were four hectares because I wrote down. Hector Four is a total psychopath. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> yeah, see, um, this is a movie I really wish I had had time to watch a second time. This like he's not he's good. not a good person. Like he's no, not no, not at all. Yeah, there's the first one starts off with him like peeping at a girl <laughs> in the garden, and I'm like, okay, no, I do not like this already. This is after so weird. after hooking up with his wife, so he was already sedated and satisfied. He didn't need to actually go lurking. But anyway, they were like when Hector two or three, you realize he's the one that made her get naked. I'm like, but but why? Like, what's even if you're gonna kill her? Like, what's the point of making her? Because he's he's speculating on the fact that things have already happened, so he's gonna do them exactly the same way, which means he's already stuck. He's already stuck in the loop. That if he doesn't do that, then he won't be able to get to this point, etc., etc. At some point, at some point, the original Hector, whatever you want to call it, like had to make that decision to do that, like at the first loop. Like this is one of those movies. Again, I wish I got to see it a second time. Like it became one of those debates. Like when the second one came around, like me and my wife watched it together. We had a debate of like, well, why why doesn't he just not uh, do anything to her? Why does he not stab himself? I'm like, well, because the janitor explained you have to do that, otherwise you're going to mess the time. Well, also like, he, he has to the, have the events go the way they've Hector already gone. Three. Hector 3 blames Hector 3 blames that girl as part of the problem. So he doesn't by by the time he gets to Hector 3, he's not he's no whatever whatever decency he had in the beginning, but there's also like this guy has like a a uh I don't know what you call this. It's like a clumsiness. He has some kind of thing where he's like beyond clumsy and it, it look, all the stuff he bought at the store fell out of his car. Yeah. So he's not, he doesn't have very like, he's got like a sensory processing issues or something. He's got, cause like, he's not aware. He's not like a very self-aware as a person and he doesn't learn self-awareness through the time travel. That's why, that's why it's a horror movie. Like if you learn the lesson, 
it ends differently and it's a Christmas movie. It's a Hallmark Channel movie. This guy doesn't learn the lesson and he goes through several times. Um, well, do you, do you think like, see, so my theory, you know, is because the movie doesn't really explain much. It just kind of, you have to go along with it. Like there's no mm-hmm. scientific reason for why things are happening. Even the guy, the janitor. Cause he got you know? into the goo, David. That's why it right. happened. But, but see, now that we're kind of talking it out, like, do you think that by the process of traveling through time through that machine, when you come out, you're, you're kind of changed some way fundamentally, like maybe he was a goo for a clumsy oaf, uh, Hector one, but like Hector two, like became a little evil because he went through the machine. Therefore, Hector three is even more evil because he went through it a second time. Does that make sense? Oh, you're saying the more, the more trips through the machine, you lose a little bit more of your humanity or whatever. Humanity. I mean, that's my theory. I mean, it doesn't explain it that way, but that's the way I kind of that's probably overthinking it. It's just like a series of accidents befall somebody who goes through a time machine and he makes increasingly bad decisions. So that's a horror movie by the end and horrific things have happened. Um, In a weird way, it's kind of a horror multiplicity. I mean, what? It's it's not about about clones, but like each time he goes through, there's another one of him in existence. It's like that movie. It's like the horror version of that movie Multiplicity with Michael Keaton. Instead of each one getting Mm -hmm. dumber or or whatever, each one just becomes more and more evil. Like he's going to have a straight up serial killer at some point. I do love the shocking part where he when he first gets stabbed in the arm with the pair of scissors like that. That's very it's like shocking and so sudden it comes out of nowhere that like. I love. I wrote that. I wrote down. That's probably my favorite uh, thing. Yeah, is I definitely jumped off that too. Yeah, yeah. good um, there. Okay, now we're at the ratings. Marty took a couple licks from Jordan, so I we're already we're here. Yeah, Honestly, I had here. more fun like debating it and thinking about it with you guys than I did having like watching the actual movie by myself. So if I knew that, like going in, like a, you know, obviously I knew I was having a conversation with you guys, but. If I watch this with friends, I'd probably do like more of a binge later. But if you're gonna watch this by yourself and you have no one to talk to, binge talk. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. you're like have no way to cleanse the palate afterwards, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like so, scream never because it's more yeah. fun. Yeah, sorry, scream never because it's more fun to talk about it because it really is an interesting concept. So, hmm. um, what about you, Dave? What do you rate it? Um, I am going to go for a scream now. Uh, maybe, maybe I had the luxury of actually having a debater next to me while watching it. Uh, maybe you guys missed out on that experience, but I think it is kind of a movie that is rewarding. It's one of the rare movies where you you absolutely need to have a discussion or somebody with you because watching it on your own, you're going to be kind of in a vacuum. Like, well, is this is that one two? You know, like I didn't consider yeah. four Hectors. Now John's got me thinking. Like, well, is there a fourth Hector now? I, I don't remember that, but. Um, I say I say scream now, especially if you can get a group to watch it or at least another person. John. <laughs> okay, so the fourth actor is after he takes off the band aid and he's got like a hematoma sticking off the side of his face, but he is completely okay with the decisions that he's made, and he's not going to jump in the goo anymore. And he he was willing to weigh outweigh his comfortable life in the house with his wife over the innocent bike rider or <laughs> whatever whoever the other woman was Poor little uh, that's that's hector four which is the worst one because the other hectors were trying to change things with the time machine hector four is like <laughs> hey i'm not going to jail 
the wife didn't fall off a roof. I'm sitting in my chair. You know, like, man, he's going to go eat that, you know, hot dog that he got from Costco or whatever, you know, and he's going to enjoy that 32 pack of toilet paper he picked up. I mean, it looked like a Costco trip to me. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they have Costco in Spain or France, wherever the guy is, but, um, I thought it was a French movie, but they were speaking Spanish, I think. So mm-hmm. I guess it's a Spanish movie. Definitely Spanish. Uh, this this is easily a scream now for me. I just like the idea. Like you stumble your way into a time machine, then you kill somebody, and then like you just keep killing the person, and you just get worse every time you go through a time machine. Um, granted, I have the benefit of being on a podcast to talk to people about it, but I do often, Jordan. It is like often one o'clock in the morning. I've had a couple drinks. I'm watching freaking the lake house, yelling at my TV. I'd much rather turn to somebody who's there and be like, hey, buddy, what are you <laughs> like? Are you also mad at the mailbox at this part of the movie? Like, yeah. oh, that stupid mailbox. Hmm. I mean, you yeah. could argue the time travel rules of that movie for like ever, but man. I feel like I need to see the lake house now. I, it's oh, yeah, movie. you're going to get there. You're going to get there. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, it's not a horror so, movie. You're not going to sign that to <laughs> moving on to curse staff picks if we watched a movie outside of the assigned well no these are assigned we've given ourselves gifts during summer slash folks we've traded horror movies back and forth to watch and uh let's see um oh i gave jordan a movie this week i told her to track down this movie called your next yeah let's see if she, oh, I, did yeah. you find it I'm yeah, glad that you did. I love it when a girl mm. kicks major ass in these movies, and she does in this one. They don't know that she's this like survivalist, and she ends up turning on all of the murderers and doesn't find out. Spoiler alert: that her boyfriend is involved till the very end. I loved it. I just thought she was so cool. My favorite kill. Well, there were several, but I have like mad respect now for a meat tenderizer. Like she <laughs> goes to town on this guy's head with a freaking meat mallet. And uh, that was a good one. Oh yeah. Yeah. All of them. So, oh, and kind of like what Dave said earlier in the show is that like, there are just some people that you want to die. And so when they're like having dinner all as a family, I wanted the older brother Drake to just like die first. Hmm. And he ends up dying even more horribly because he finds out his brother is involved in these murders and he gets stabbed with like screwdrivers like six times. So um, yeah, he has definitely done some justice, but I kind of was like, it was an overreach. I was like, Oh, ow, that kind of hurts. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. So definitely a scream now for me. Um, it was entertaining for sure. What about you, Dave? Uh, I gave you a movie. Yes, you did. Uh, starring Miss May from the last uh, week. Miss May. Although, Dad, yeah. I, I, th- these are not your assignments, but if you have the level of enthusiasm you have for your next, I highly suggest uh, Ready or Not and uh, The Hunt. The okay. Hunt with from like 2020. There's a, a foreign language one. It'll make you very depressed, but... <laughs> Uh, women kicking ass in those movies um yeah you you assigned me 12 hour shift which uh, was the movie uh i had seen but i cut you put me on the spot last week i was like oh i can't describe the plot (laughs) yeah you couldn't Um, tell us that you had seen it already you knew nothing about it uh well no because i had to be refreshed like you put me on this because i I mean i'm gonna give you up front it is a binge later but it is but something it is a good movie um 
I just don't have to rush out. Uh, basically, a nurse is on her 12-hour shift. Uh, she has a thing going on with her cousin through marriage where she steals organs at her hospital and gets them to, to them for money, whatever. Well, her dumb cousin uh, screws up, doesn't get, uh, like, somehow misplaces it. So now, and these are bad guys like, hey, you get me a kidney or, you know. Uh, and they go through all these antics in the hospital where, like, they're the dumb cousin who doesn't know anything about nursing or being a doctor just, like, will find sick people in the hospital and, like, cut random organs out thinking, oh, that's liver. Like, no, that's uh, this or that. Like, she doesn't even know what she's doing. At one point, uh, our girl that played May, Angela Batiste, is actually properly taking out somebody's kidney. And a cop comes in and just thinks, like, and she's covered in blood, clearly mishap. Uh, something has gone on, but he's like, Oh, he must've fell off the table there. Do you need help getting him up there? Like doesn't see mischief in front of his face. Uh, this movie relies on people being dumb and others being dumb to not buy anything. Um, having said that, I mean, it has, uh, it has a, a David Arquette as a serial killer that's locked up in the hospital and gets freed at some point. So now you got pe- nurses cutting out organs everywhere and dumb cousins cutting out organs. Now you got serial killer, David Arquette, running around um it's kind of fun but again it is it is a binge later um you know you could do worse um <laughs> what about you john I, oh i know what I, I assigned you on this week yeah dave gave me this movie called popcorn uh there's film students they're gonna host a horror film festival they have props from the movies that they're screening like there's a mosquito killer in one so they have the mosquito prop that flies above the audience they have another movie that smells bad, so they have smells in the audience. The other movie, they have electricity where they kill a guy, and so they electric they have these shock buzzer things under the audience's chairs. The killer's a guy that removes people's faces, and somehow, in 1986, he's got the technology to put the faces back on and look exactly like the person you think he's supposed to be, and you buy it. Is that my professor? Yes, it is. Oh, now I'm dead. Oh, is that my girlfriend? That's my girlfriend. Oh, now I'm dead. Hey, is that Bobby? He's got to start the next movie. Oh, now I'm dead. It wasn't Bobby. Um, he perfected the dark man. I cannot suspend. I can't like. I can't uh, suspend my disbelief, David. I just. I well, just can't do it. Most horror movies are ridiculous. Dave really likes these horror movies that are about like film students for some reason. Like he likes Fade to Black. He likes these movies where it's like. They're already breaking, like, reflexivity. They're already breaking the fourth wall because we're already, like, we're watching a movie, but they're also making a movie or talking about a movie. So I know I'm watching a movie because here they are. The characters are also making a movie. And so you sit there going, all right. So, and overshadowing all this stuff is, like, the main girl has these nightmares about her dad who had, like, a film cult. I don't know what the goal of the film cult was. It shows the dad's disembodied head in one of the movies. And then there was, like, an accident. So that's how the killer shows up. Spoiler alert, he got burned, so he wears people's faces. The technology in face-off is a little bit better, so we can buy the thing that happens in face-off as opposed to popcorn. Uh, I mean, I mean, you could assume that Little John would have rented popcorn at some point in his lifetime, but uh, I've avoided this movie like the plague. It's a scream never for me. I don't... Really? Sorry, David. I'm sorry, I thought dude. you would have. I thought you would have dug the like the William Castle stuff, like with all the different movies. I thought you would have like enjoyed no, its cause... interpretation of Phantom of the Opera, which is basically what the plot was. One um, of the supporting actors plays a really cool character in Nightmare on Elm Street um, 
five, I think. But um, she doesn't get to do a lot in this movie. And also, they're just disingenuine. Like, they're not even very good at pretending to be the film students that they claim to be. It's like... I will agree with most of mo- most of uh, that, but I think the one, uh, the Platinum Blonde, like, I don't know, she stuck out to me. Um, I, I forever thought she was the actress that was in Unforgiven, but I found out they are two very different people. Oh. Um, and now we have a game. We have a game we have to play with Jordan to pick the next title because... Oh, God. I okay. like racking my brain to stack this festival because it's shorter usually we go for 12 weeks we're only doing four weeks this year we're trying something new and i feel like we it feels like every year we have to like just top it a little bit more with the selections but there's been things that have been on my list and off the list even the movie that you gotta when well, i'm talking too much okay she's saying wrap it up Let's no I'm, I'm like, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> no, the movie that you what were you just about to say? The movie. Your next, your next was almost like a runner-up, like uh, considered for you know the summer slash lineup. Um, I see. Because of its material, it looked good, and now we know it is good. Okay. Um, all right, I'm gonna give you these very vague but suggestive like synopses or like one-liners about these movies, and then whichever one you pick, then that's the movie for next week, and then I'll tell you what the title is after you pick it. Dave, are you with me? I am with you. All right. Okay. Um, hey sis, change the channel. That's the first one. Okay. Okay. Keep that in mind. Okay. Um, go ahead and take a bite out of the frat boys. That's another option. I don't know. They're running around in a bunch of scary masks, but somehow they're possessed by a witch. That's another one. Hmm. Or everybody she loves is dying. But she loves them so much. Uh, this one, next one's really hard. Let me think of. Uh, let me explain the next one. Is it Christmas or is somebody about to commit seppuku? Okay, so <laughs> you need <laughs> to decide. <laughs> so whichever, whichever jumble of words seems like a good movie. Which one? Mm. You, you almost got me with seppuku, but yeah. I think I'm going to keep on the mask train and go with the people are running around with masks, but they're controlled by Holy a witch. Holy crap. Give it to me. What is it? That one is Fear Street, part one, 1994, which is a slasher that came out last oh. summer and they dropped it on Netflix. Oh, I forgot to give you one more. No. Oh boy! Oh, too late now. <laughs> uh, okay, but oh you well. have to drop the line anyways. Okay. There's Nazi gold in these mountains, but they might want it back, and it's cold outside. Hmm. Those are all really good. You just came up with those on the top of your head, just these little lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just like okay. Yeah, we're going with the masks. Okay. That one was Dead Snow, David, if you're wondering. The Nazi gold. Uh, I, I've only seen that once. All right. So cool. if you're out there listening or watching on YouTube, subscribe, like, comment. You'll win a copy of the movie that I mentioned earlier from Paramount. We're going to give listeners, we're going to have like five copies to give away to listeners. So Unhuman, which is like a described as like a breakfast club but with zombies. Sold. But come back next week. <laughs> Until then. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. 
watch one of our other videos or go to last week's show and see if you scream now, scream later, or scream never. I'm just stalling for time because I can't find the outro. I'm about to well, play you guys music that plays I love what you just said, Breakfast Club, but with zombies. Like, I love how we've done Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah. We just got to take all these classic titles and just do Mix them, them up. again, but with zombies. Gone with the Wind or Gone with the Zombies. Gone with Zombies. Gone with the... <laughs> That's Frankly, pretty good, my buddy. dear, I don't give a... Ah! Three men and a zombie baby? I'd watch that. <laughs> the English zombie? Instead of the English patient? Oh. Zombies in love? Or... Zombie heart? I'm just, thinking, I'm just heart? thinking of Academy Award winners right now. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> you got one? You got one, Jordan? Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Do not put me on the spot. But these are good. Keep them coming. I mean, I mentioned Home Alone already. Home Alone with zombies would be work. Like, the family didn't leave him. They just all turned into zombies. <laughs> and then Dirty they, Dancing uh, with zombies. Although, <laughs> what do you I'll call be afraid, that? like, Zombie the final dancing? scene, he's running to, she's going to run, and he's going to hold her up, and his arms break off or something. <laughs> mm. Oh, he had 